What's happening, my dysfunctional family members out there listening? Welcome to another episode of View from the Hill. Today, my guest is Dee Jones, one of the most lyrical MCs I have ever shared a stage with and an integral part of the Athens hip-hop scene. Originally from Youngstown, Dee came to Athens more than a decade ago to go to film school at OU. He taught here a bit at the university, but also helped pave a foundation for the hip-hop scene that now lives in Athens. I've been all over the state with this guy, spitting rhymes on stage, painting Ohio red. He moved out to Colorado for a little bit, taught out there, and now he's back in Ohio, the state he loves. So you want D. Jones? You got D. Jones. On View from the Hill. I'm on my way, way, way. Written hard 
the circus of stars A clown car full of rappers who claiming they hard Big shoes that they feet don't really feel Still I feel there's a part of this music they'll never feel That's why I represent No worries, no frets No noose around my neck, no bulletproof vest on my chest Riddle me this, cousin, cause it don't make any sense How you make all them dollars, it don't make any sense Man, give me that mic, what you doing with that? You the type of cat ruin and rap I'm the type of cat true with the fact Just let the beat come back to the verse I'll show you how to attack Man, give me that mic, what you doing with that? You the type of cat ruin and rap I'm the type of cat true with the fact Just let the beat come back to the verse I'll show you how to react What's happening, everybody? We are live, View from the Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. I'm here with my guest, D. Jones. Yo, what's up? You want D. Jones, you got D. Jones. Yeah, yes. Man, let that let the beat. I love that song, man. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Shout out to Detox, who, uh, who, who produced that beat and really, you know, we'll probably talk about him a little bit more later. Absolutely. I've been listening to that over and over and over again while... Uh, I've been getting ready for this show. It's just <laughs> been like on repeat the whole time. Yeah. So how you doing, man? Just got in. Uh, just got in today, right? Yeah, yeah. I got in today. I was. Uh, <clears throat> I was up in Columbus yesterday. Uh, shout out to Chef Marcus Meacham, aka DJ Who Done It. You know, <laughs> I was just checking in with him a little bit. And I heard know. he was. Uh, how's How's he doing? I saw he had a little visit, a little health issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was. He had some some. Some issues with his blood pressure. So I feel like it's okay to talk about it. He's he's kind of documented on his page and everything as well, you know. But uh, but yeah, he's so so he's 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 on the mend. He's doing better, you know. Just uh, doing some of the things he needs to do to make sure that he, you know, reduces stress and 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 takes care of himself a little better. So you know, something we all gotta worry about, you know, whether it's uh, you know, in our old older age or or just because you know we we we. We don't, uh, you know, habitually take that great care of ourselves in our society. So, you know, it's just a, just a, you know, he's doing all right. I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm reaching that, that old age part. I feel like I am. People hey. out there are going to be like, shut up, Bill. But I feel like I am. I, I get up and I, when I get up and, or I sit down, I do the like, Ugh, oh, every yeah. time. Ugh, yeah. You know, you, you get a couple extra snap crackles and pops in your, in your system there and you got to, you know, pay more attention to that. You know, you can't just sit around eating cookie dough. And... <laughs> but I do still. <laughs> you know. Well, good. Shout out to Marcus. I uh, hope you're feeling better out there, man. Definitely. Uh, I, as soon as you sat down, I, I felt so comfortable. It's good to have you around. I mean, I think I got to slow it down and we got to do it uh, like the other episodes and I got to get people um, to, to get to know you, my man. Oh, yeah. Well, so uh, so you're coming in from Athens. You've been here. You're you know big player in the Athens hip-hop scene, definitely. Uh, where are you originally from? So um, I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio, south side of Youngstown, Ohio. Shout out to uh, Youngstown, south side, down the hill, everybody. Um, yeah. 
is that where you uh, did you start making music when you were when you were in Youngstown? Yeah, I mean, it was just a matter of uh, um, um, being musical. You know, grew up in a house full of music, all types of music. Uh, you know, hip hop. Uh, you know, was still fresh and 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 kind of new growing up, and 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 so you know, grew up around R and B and funk and 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 hip hop, and uh, you know, got inspired to start writing a little bit. Me and my brother, cousin, we used to we we had a little group back in the day called ABC before ABC. before before ABC the uh, the 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 little kids came out and so we were kind of salty when they when they had our name but uh, but you know we were we did a couple of songs and stuff and then uh you know kids freestyling and uh in high school i was always too a little too timid for for that i was like oh you know what if they boo me what if they don't like me and stuff like that so you know it wasn't really till i got to college at bg that i started really like seriously recording music i like hearing that they're like you know you you even had the jitters you didn't want to yeah. do the freestyling because i mean if if anyone's ever met this man and uh you know if you come up to casa tonight we're playing a show maybe you can uh, get to meet this man uh but if you ever see him i mean he spits uh, i can't ever think that he'd ever be afraid <laughs> to spit ever i mean oh, oh man uh, yeah it was definitely definitely in high school i was i was more afraid to spit today they people had their you know their 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 little freestyles all polished and you know people you know had their little followings and stuff like that and uh -huh. I, was, I was just a little kid with some you know bummy clothes trying to jump in there with the big boys and <laughs> so i just kind of held my tongue a lot until i you know got somewhere to where i knew that i you know nobody really knew me like that so sounds like music was was a big part of your life growing up shout out to your mom your mom looks like your mom's in here listening in uh, mm -hmm. shout out to her right now you know what kind of music was she was she playing around the house growing up uh you know it was i mean she was playing a lot of music is it was mainly my dad that was doing all the you know music all the time kind of thing but you know like i said it was, it was you know they're very big into uh you know the uh george clinton p-funk all that funk era stuff you uh -huh. know other groups of how players stuff like that was really big for their 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 uh you know time and everything like that and so that was the music that they were playing playing all the time i mean uh you know of course uh you know uh uh someone as as, as big and huge and as impactful as as, as prince was was always on rotation. That was always. like one of my favorite people, uh, you know, growing up. Ever since his first album was being played, longer than I can remember, uh, you know, Prince has been a big part of music in the house, and Michael Jackson. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, know. so that's something. That's something. I want to take a pause right there because I, I was sitting around the other night, you know, putting something in the air like we do, <laughs> and I was I was thinking about and and tell me if you think this is wrong of me or not. You okay. know, maybe Prince didn't have the same upbringing, and maybe he didn't have the millions, and you know, maybe as much money as Michael. But I feel like it's almost like Prince is what happens when you do it right, mm. and Michael Jackson's what happened when you do it wrong. Like, cause cause they're both some wild guys, you know, right. very eccentric. Uh, very weird in some of the things they do and mysterious. And it's it's almost like Michael Jackson was like, whoops, I messed up. And Prince was like, here, this is how you do it. Well, you, This is the way yeah, you do it. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like they how, how similar and also very different they are in their in right. their trajectory but you know i think it's in a, in a sense of how you know i think it is a matter of how the industry influenced and created a situation and having that situation of where michael jackson grew up you know being famous and and having some of those um issues that people have with you know uh, privacy and being able to be out in public and things right. like that and i think he had a longer it it, it, it was in his life long enough to mess with him in a way that 
it, it, you know, it didn't. But they both were very much, you know, gotten to a point where they recognized of where the industry was stifling their creativity and taking advantage of them as far as money is concerned and things like that. And so it's interesting to see how they were both on this whole thing against the industry, um, you know, throughout their yeah, lives. Yeah, absolutely. Prince, uh, really amazing how how far out Prince went with it. I mean, uh, obviously with his death, uh, you, you know, his recent passing, everyone's been talking about his music and, and how locked down he had it. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just wanted to check for myself and I went on all my favorite, you know, torrent sites. Yes. You know, I got them. I've, I've frequented them. I know what they are. <laughs> I just, I had to see, you know, I wasn't going to download any, any print stuff illegally at all, but I had to, I had to see. And I even looked on some torrent sites. I could find one thing. Right. And I was just blown away. How the hell do you keep things off torrent sites? I now, mean, he was. He, he yeah, was he had that. And it was, and it was, you know, and and I and I get it because it's rooted, it's it's rooted in principle, you know, and and to have to have so much creativity and so much creative genius, and to have that, you know, um, I, and I and and really, I I I applaud him for his ability to do that in a way because it, it provided the, the where the the money was going to, you know, a place where he was doing really awesome things with his money and <laughs> you know for people and communities and different things like that and so you know i was not and, and and plus i always feel like you know yeah i can get music for free especially if i don't really care about it that much but when i respect an artist and i respect their artistry and things like that then i i'm 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 going and i'm copping that absolutely you know and uh but some somebody you know jay-z don't need no money from me you know jay-z <laughs> drops something or whatever and i'm interested in losing it i'm sorry jay but I'm, I'm i'm getting that somehow kanye don't need my money no more nope. you know what i'm saying and, and and don't need my money to do what they do how they do it and all that kind of stuff you know you know prince album come out i'll buy that you know i'll be like yeah absolutely because you, know? you respect it yeah i mean yeah. he doesn't need the money either but yeah and it's not respect like 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 i don't respect them or it's like a diss to them or anything like that. it's just about you know what what artist what artistry speaks to me and mm -hmm. different things like that and its ability to be consumed i can i got access to that stuff absolutely without having to consume it in the way so growing up getting raised in youngstown mm -hmm. uh did you did you go to undergrad school um somewhere before you came to athens yeah yeah, yeah. i went so i went to uh, bowling green state university so up, up in bowling green ohio and that's where i uh Left Youngstown to go to for undergrad. Spent my undergrad years there, a little bit of time in grad school, and and did some time working before I came down to Athens. Uh, I'd always wanted to go to film school. Uh, I got accepted into film school. I think it was back in like '99 when I graduated college, and uh, but uh, the money wasn't right, so I didn't end up coming. And a few years later, I was just like, I really wanted to do that. That's something that I really wanted to do. So I reapplied. It got in and came down when I came down and you know things happen for a reason and you know I think I came down at the right time what year was that when when did you come down I came down uh summer 2006 2006 all yeah. right so we must uh we must have met you like almost immediately then yeah so the th the story goes that uh I found out about the hip-hop shop after the very first one we were we were at the first one because we went to the opening yeah, and I was not at the first one. Right, I came to the second one, and it was and, I, and it was one of those things where I don't know. Remember, I was searching through like emails or something like I don't know how I found it, but I remember I was just looking and I found it, and I was like, "Hip hop, Athens, I, I want to go see that." And uh, and I I was I was kind of salty that I had missed this first one because I got it like the day after or something mm -hmm. like that, but saw it was happening every week, so I was like, "Oh, I got to definitely come to the next one," and that's when I came. Oh, uh, I thought I you know. I think the hip hop shop it's grown around town and, and you know it's it's evolved and, and but 
even back then in its infancy, I almost feel like that's when it was at its prime. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Uh, in that little corner alley, uh-huh. it wasn't a bar, but you could bring your own. Yeah. And you know there was graffiti going on outside, out mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. and yeah, a lot of musicians. You know, people people that you would have never thought were in the hip hop scene just wanted to come and oh. play, play drums, play bass. Whatever. Yeah, no, I I, I remember back in the, the early time of hip hop. I mean, we had uh, cats from Papadocio coming through. Yeah, and that's and, and doing stuff during to, the band stuff to yeah. remind everybody uh, where the hip hop shop used to be located. I mean, uh, recently everyone kind of knows the hip hop shop. The Union has has kind of been its home. Uh, but it started off where Soul is now, the restaurant Soul in that alleyway. Yeah, it was the um, Shisha. It was the Shisha Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And and uh, yeah, there was just there was just Shisha smoke and yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was and Marcus hip-hop. and Marcus and Dana were working there, and they got the whole thing going. And, Shout uh, out to Marcus and Dana, oh, yeah. the Godfather and mother of the hip hop yeah, shop. Yeah, they're the they're the they're the true founders, you know, and uh, and and to 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 have it, you know, still be something uh-huh. all this time later, uh, you know, of course, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, impacted by the union situation, but at the yeah. same time, still still here. I consider it to be still here. Absolutely, it's still here, well and alive. I've always wanted to try to get it back um, to where it was back then, though, because. The hip hop shop today, um, you know, it's it's about hip hop, but there there seemed to be a lot more involvement with other musicians. You know, there were people coming to play guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just awesome guitarists, awesome bassists coming, keyboardists that would come. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that you never think were were into the hip hop movement, but suddenly they were getting into the hip hop shop and helping hip hop in Athens just blow up. And then to have all those people come together, mm-hmm. uh, I. I Frankly, I miss that. Yeah, and it was, and 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 it was for me. It was like the most, it was the most awesome social experience that I had had experienced at that point around around like you know hip hop. Uh, 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 because when I was in Bowling Green, you know, we would do shows and things like that, but there wasn't that, there wasn't that, there wasn't that, right. like, you know, hip hop event, culture, community, all that kind of thing. It was just like, Hey, we got a show here on this date and we're going to do that. And right. so it was really this, this kind of thing of bringing together and bringing together all the elements too. And then also, uh, uh, recognizing the importance of uh, spoken word because we would have spoken word mm-hmm. and then also recognizing the importance of instruments. And we don't think about, you know, instruments a lot in hip hop music music but yeah, djs and mcs yeah, yeah yeah and so the fact that we had the band all the time and we had people like you said coming in and sitting in and and and, and playing music and we always have that live band set mm-hmm. you know where people would you know do do verses or uh you know top of the head or whatever over the band stuff it was just a really nice experience and, and the that band we could, would just jam yeah. they get into it too yeah. you know what and even you? then that we could do it every week right back then you know it was every week and it was on a monday every week and people were there it was packed out on a monday i mean being packed out on a monday it says its own thing in athens anyway absolutely right because you know it's athens but (laughs) still it was like it was like good to see that and uh and, and that we were able to do that 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 was possible at that time yeah absolutely so you came down here in 06 i remember yeah we met you shortly after the hip hop shop and so um you know, did you come here with uh, anyone, or just with that wanting to be in the film school thing? Going yeah, on? no, I, didn't, I wanted to be in the film school, and so, like I said, I got in, and so I came down here and just was like, I'm, you know, I quit my job and said I'm coming to be a full time student, and uh, you know, who knows how that experience would have been if it wasn't for the hip hop shop and get involved with hip hop congress as a student on campus, and you know, all those different things. But yeah, it was it was primarily to 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 go to film school, and uh, and, and you know. 
Right on. Gain the skills to work on film projects. Excellent, excellent. Uh, one of the one of the, uh, the professors I know that's up in that, uh, Jack Wright. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a guest on the show uh, May 14th. Oh, nice. Uh, and I know he re- he's really, you know, he's another one of those guys that, I, I mean, I've got respect for. He's one of the guys that I'm kind of like nervous around sometimes. Right. You know, or, <laughs> especially when I'm performing or playing. I'm, yeah. i got the jitters around Jack. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's another one of those guys that, you know, he's contacted me a lot. I've been uh, really into the, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But his, his you know, Appalachian coal mine and sound. And, oh, yeah. And you would never think... That he'd be a hip hop guy, but man, he is a fan of D Jones. Yeah, 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 he is. And, uh, you know, shout out to Jack Wright because, uh, you know, he's one of my professors in film school and very influential, not, you know, as a person and in, 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 in filmmaking and things like that. So, uh, he's, he's actually, he was the, he taught the, uh, uh personal documentary class that, that, that helped me make, a um, uh, 631 film about, uh, about the, uh, house I grew up in in Youngstown, and uh, and so he's very influential in, in 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 me getting that film made, and you know I, I've got his uh, I've got his uh, his 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 coal miner songs uh, like book and anthology and mm-hmm. things like that, and so yeah I, I you know I I I, uh, I definitely have a lot of respect for him. He'll be at the uh, Nelsonville Music Fest uh, in a couple months, and uh, he's also like I said going to be a guest on the show May 14th. So tune in to listen to Jack Wright on View from the Hill on a. May 14th, that'll be a good one. Nice. And uh, yeah, I know he's an excellent, excellent professor and, and great at what he does. Excellent musician. Yes. Uh, love love being able to listen to him, just when it's just him and his guitar. Mm-hmm. Just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time you had already come here, you know, uh, was was your your skills honed would you think you know how many how many albums had you had you done or songs had you written and stuff because yeah, yeah, i know yeah. you've been recording for for quite a long time even yeah. before you came to athens yeah yeah, yeah. i think i start, so i started really like record really really recording like heavy like i'd say probably around nine seven uh in in school i got with uh you know some of, uh, of who I, you know consider to be my brothers in a group called uh common ground where we were just all like uh-huh. you know hey we all like to you know we freestyle in the radio and stuff like like that and you know we're like let's put this group together so I, I i put some money into buying some uh home studio equipment you know digital a digital uh workstation and microphones and stuff like that and so we just started making albums uh so i made a couple albums with them as a group uh and uh and that's where we were kind of holding our skills and stuff you know you listen to the first album it's classic to us because it's ours and it's right. our first material and stuff like that <laughs> but you know you listen to it as you've been like Man, that sound quality really sucks, you know, because <laughs> we're just doing everything ourselves for the love. And then you hear like, you know, second album, everything gets better, everybody gets better, you know, the production gets better, the sound gets better, you know, those kind of things. And so I made a couple albums with them. Since I had all the equipment, I was doing recording all the time, even when we weren't together. So I mm-hmm. had a couple of albums by myself. Uh, my friend uh, G. Uh, out of out of Harlem, New York, he he came in as a student, and we just clicked immediately. and Started making music together, so I did a couple albums with him. Uh, and then uh, when I so when I came down here, I probably had about you know group and solo, probably about four or five, maybe six albums. And uh, so and then we had, we used to do a lot of shows all over town. We played all over BG uh-huh. and did uh, all types of shows. So I was you know experienced with recording and performing and things like that. And so I, you know it was just a matter of what what do I really want to do with it? You know how mm-hmm. do I want to? And since I was coming down here by myself, I was focusing a little bit on you know okay developing myself as a as an individual you know artist. And so that's kind of where I came into that era era down here. Yeah, when we when we first met, you know I'm ah. Uh, 
I'll admit a little bit when when you came to that hip hop shop first, it was sort of like, you know, because at that time, you know, Tito, the Dysfunk Fam, we were just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tito had been doing it for for a while, but Dysfunctional Family had just created their name. You know, right. um, and and there wasn't too much hip hop in Athens, and and you showed up, and it was almost at first like, all right, you know, who's 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 this new OU student, right? And then spit on that mic and was like okay this guy solidified a little bit you know he's <laughs> okay and then we got to talk and i was like all right so yeah. this guy's no rookie right De- definitely not a rookie <laughs> i was i was blown away i mean from day one and i've always thought that you've had a style similar to black thought mm-hmm. that's that's who i've always compared you to uh, if if anyone's like what's his rhyme style like i'd say black thought and yeah. Uh, one of my favorite MCs, yeah, Black yeah. Thought, and, well, that, uh, one of my nothing, favorite MCs, yeah. D. Jones. Yeah, well, I mean that's nothing but a compliment, you know. I get, you know, I get quiz, confused for Quest Love more when people see me. <laughs> but, right. but, the look of Quest Love, <laughs> the sound of Black Thought. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, it was funny because one time I posted on Facebook a picture. Uh, it's and it said, uh, "Who could forget that one time I played a, a, a corpse on uh, Law and Order SVU?" <laughs> and so it was a picture of this guy laid on the table, kind of looks like me or whatever. People were like, "Oh my God, I never." You was doing that. That was so awesome. And all. It was, it was Quest Love. <laughs> you know, I was just like. <laughs> I mean, I think the, one of the pictures I posted in the event page, you know, to get everyone going, it's got the classic kind of Afro pic. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. You got the Quest Love. Yeah, I had love to share that. Yeah. I had to share that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was funny too because me and me and Margaret, that I think it was that actually that Halloween that for my first Halloween at Athens, uh, me and Marcus, we were uh, uh, black black uh, thought and Quest Love. He was black thought. I was Quest Love for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, so we, I think I remember <laughs> yeah, that too. He, yeah. made, he made his beard a little yeah, rougher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a big old Afro wig on. Yeah, he's got a shorter too. Yeah, yeah. Know? So I was like, yeah. So it was, it was fun. That was our whole thing. I had some drumsticks and a Source magazine. You know, man. Anywhere else, you know, if, if it wouldn't have just been Athens Halloween, if you guys just dress up like that and just walk around normally, <laughs> right. you'd probably get autographs, right. like, get some clubs, you know, right. like get some free stuff or something. Man, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> So, um, also at that time, we met a very talented uh, woman. Uh, she went by the name of Lady Zen. Yes, and uh, you did you did quite a lot of work with her too. It seemed yeah. like that you guys were were sort of uh, some some collaborators. You know, yeah, yeah. And I know uh, there's there's probably more work that you know uh, you know that even I haven't heard in the way because we we would. We would get together and collab. I remember in, in the hip hop shop, we would get together and collaborate on stuff to perform at the next hip hop shop, you know. And so we, there was a couple of, uh, you know, things that that we would do, we, and we'd be sitting there writing and stuff like that. And so, you know, when I started making a CD, I was like, yeah, definitely got to get you on there and stuff. But yeah, she was definitely good to collaborate with. And it wasn't just like a, oh, you sing, so just kind of do some hooks kind of thing, you know. It was like, no, yeah. yeah, no, it was like go in and you know really do some stuff. So even when I had her on my CD, it wasn't just it wasn't just like to do hooks it was right. you know to have her own part and everything and she's you know she's still doing her thing i didn't i didn't know how to approach her in sort of way either because um you know at that time that's how it was it was just like you found someone with a good voice and you were like hey i wrote this hook will you sing it <laughs> mm-hmm. but i felt like like I, that was offensive if i would have approached <laughs> her like that like hey right. can you just sing this hook right. on, on my song like that would have made her yeah that'd just right, be offensive right, right. You yeah 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 no. she's so talented she was just on a on a, like a tedx talk too yeah yeah i saw anything. that yeah uh, amazing oh yeah amazing and and still doing i think she moved is she doing her thing down in mexico now 
Oh, I don't know if she moved again. I know she went to Portland, Maine, but uh, you know, I don't know if she's moved since then. But... I I heard that she was uh, thinking about going to to Mexico. Maybe went or, mm. or did something. But yeah, I have to follow up. She, she's all over the place. Hey, I try to keep I try to keep up with it and definitely yeah. see what she's doing. Yeah. Shout out to Lady Zen. Oh, yeah. We got Lady pizza. Zen. We got Pizza Dale in the house too. He's a he's been a pizza. long time hip hop shop fan. He says shout out to Lady Zen. Shout out to D Jones. <laughs> hey, we love yeah. you. We love you, Pizza. Pizza, you better be at the show tonight. Yeah, yeah. You better be. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Pizza Dale and PBR. So, man, you know, as much as I've been talking, like, you're, you're my favorite MC. Yeah, you know, you, you got that sound of Black Thought, you know. Other people are saying, D Jones, he's 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 that man on the, on the <laughs> mic. And we heard that first song. So I want to take a time out now, and we're going to listen to a couple more songs. Uh, I think these are from your album, What's uh, Me and Mine. Yeah, yeah, Me and Mine. That's that's kind of like the album when I got with Detox and, uh, and, and Self Help. We were actually all roommates at one point, uh, Detox was doing uh, production and uh, and he was uh, you know engineering in the studio so we go in the studio on campus uh, with his time because he had to do it for school anyway so we go in there lay down stuff and uh, he made a lot of beats self-help made a lot of beats and really it's funny too because that album right there I think that was for me um, and, and and to some degree probably still is that's kind of like the pinnacle of you know, being able to put a project together. Right. And because it was done, it was all done so professionally and it was all done so collaboratively, you know, for me, it's still, it's still one of the favorite projects. So yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, um, I think that was a uh, 2008 that came out. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to listen to a couple tracks on it. We're going to listen to one. It's called What's Wrong With It? What's yeah. Wrong With It? Yeah. And then uh, we were we were giving a shout out to Lady Zen, so we got to hear one of your collaborations you did with her where she does a little stuff on it. It's called Move On, uh, featuring Lady Zen. You'll hear her in the background and, do, and doing some of her... her yeah, ironically enough, the one, the one song where she's just on the hooks, basically. Yeah, that's the one but, I picked. But 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 yes, but definitely uh, definitely a key part of that song. Make it make it all come together. Where can anyone uh, go out and listen to your stuff, man? Where can they find um, you online? So right now, I'm just. Uh, I guess uh, we've got a few albums posted on Bandcamp, so I'm trying to lock down everything that I've got so far under the under D Jones Hip Hop. So you go uh, to go to SoundCloud, uh, uh, Bandcamp, uh, uh, you know, whatever thing you might want to go to, social media or something like that, and look for D Jones Hip Hop, and you'll probably find something. I'm not really that great with social media overall, but you could you could definitely uh, go to Bandcamp and, uh, and and get some albums, download them. You can you can pay zero, you can pay twenty, whatever you want to pay on them. Um, but you can download a few albums, not everything, but you can download a few of the most recent albums uh, from there. Awesome, man. Well, I'm gonna give it a shout out. You heard it. Go go listen to some of these tracks that we're gonna play and some more at djoneshiphop.bandcamp.com. We're live on View from the Hill with D Jones, www.viewfromthehill.com. We'll be right back listening to some tracks off of Me and Mine. Mike, check one, two. Just trying to do my thing. Gotta crack my knuckles. What's wrong with that, people? Yo, I can't 
came in this shit to be the all-time most consistent vocalistic With the flow, who you wants to rip is so simplistic At the same time, so realistic with no gimmicks I let the verse speak, I hope you're listening Now pay attention, I mention it so don't miss it I flow liquid, too cold but I won't freeze Too hot but I won't evaporate, I won't leave I won't cease, only seize and control these Weak MCs, who think they got the balls to be The biggest fish up in the pond, I'm on the monster sea Go front your cheese, I'ma lay low and get degrees Uneducated, man, these crackers can't say shit to me Got niggas pissed at me and I don't even know why Attitudes is rotten like I'm plotting on they dough eye Been broke since Carter was in office, never crossing off And I just wanna offer you some topics till I cop a coffin Gotta ask you, doggy, what's wrong with it? I got a block, ain't I supposed to represent it? Ain't I supposed to be committed? Ain't I supposed to find a top and hit it? Every time I spit it, flow relentless Handle my business in this Complete my mission to serve Y'all got the nerve I done spent some time on reserve Far as I'm concerned, it's my turn to let the track burn Your turn to learn, sit and observe As I say some shit that's gotta be heard What's wrong with it? I never rap backwards I mean, I might flip it Like happen, fuck the what I gotta keep the flow ridiculous Some kind of vicious for these niggas Who don't know their business Confusing minds for theirs And constantly they all up in it Give me a minute I'ma take this game and slightly bend it Slightly tint it like a fender bender Slightly dent it I represent it for the freestyles my niggas spinning We harder hitting in the bullshit industry is written Industry forgetting simply this is hip hop We need our music back simply this is hip hop I see them gym rocks Them nerds that spit on blocks See them with them pims that pop See them perpetrate they shot Who will this endless crop of fruitless juices music stop I see the same old niggas drop I see it probably not I mean it probably won't I'm here to work the antidote The type of flow to rock the show and get a people hope Gotta ask you people though What's wrong with it? I got a block Ain't I supposed to represent it? Ain't I supposed to be committed? Ain't I supposed to find a top and hit it? Every time I spit it, flow relentless Handle my business in this Complete my mission to serve Y'all got the nerve I done spent some time on reserve Far as I'm concerned, it's my turn to let the track burn Your turn to learn, sit and observe As I say some shit that's gotta be heard What's wrong with it? It's my mission to see that we are uplifted By messages from the verbally gifted No condition of material prosperity needed to be included An opportunity to preach unity through this music Ladies and gentlemen, introducing from common ground The one and only D. Jones, A. Microphone, the only one that knows me Well enough to hear my problems when I scream and shout Go to metal rock for me to spit it out Get around the booth in this mood Give you food for the spirit Chicken soup for the soul Baby shoes that they go Bit more precious than bronze Drink them bonds and be strong Swan with a nigga not ever wanting to move on Without his brother and sister with him on his journey Opposition don't concern me My walk through hell didn't burn me Temptation ain't gon' turn me You gotta know me to learn me And show me something other than your silly frontin' Yo, gotta ask you nigga something What's wrong with it? I got a block, ain't I supposed to represent it? Ain't I supposed to be committed? Ain't I supposed to find a top and hit it? Every time I spit it, flow relentless Handle my business in this Complete my mission to serve Y'all got the nerve I done spent some time on reserve Far as I'm concerned It's my turn to let the track burn Your turn to learn, sit and observe As I say some shit that's gotta be heard What's wrong with it? What's wrong with me getting up here Doing my motherfucking thing? Southside, Youngstown, they with me Coral Clan, Griff fam, they with me G with me Detox with me
www.viewfromthehill.com Welcome back. You want D. Jones? You got D. Jones. You got him. <laughs> I'm here with D. Jones. He's sitting with me today. Right before we head up to the Casa tonight, we're going to lay it down. It's going to be good. good night, graduation weekend. 
Yeah, graduation, you know? So a lot of people going out to the world to move back into their parents' house. <laughs> Dream big. It's almost like celebration weekend. Like, this is almost the weekend that, that you know, us townies, we kind of celebrate like, yay! Oh, yeah, yeah. They're leaving. Yeah, no, that's how it is, too, up in Bowling Green. You know, I mean, working for the university is one thing, but it's also kind of like summertime is good because it kind of, you know, lightens up a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> So we were talking a little bit, um, you know, besides just your music, you came down here uh, to OU to go to film school because mm-hmm. uh, you were you were big into film. So um, w- let's rewind a little bit first. Was that always something that you had done? Were you the guy kind of walking around with the camera in his hand all the time? Uh, well, um, a little bit, you know, I mean, yeah, a lot, but it wasn't really like uh, just stacking stuff. And so, I, you know, it's weird because I got a lot of footage from back in the day and things like that. And it's all would just kind of stack there and never, never really did anything with mm-hmm. it. But it was, you know, growing up, we were, we would like pretend that we were making movies, but they were really like live stuff plays based on movies and then uh you know i got with some friends who had you know video cameras shout out to uh Khalid, uh from the zoo guy that uh, i grew up with uh back in youngstown did a lot of theater with we you know he had cameras and stuff and we'd do like little little film things uh here and there so it was always something i was interested in and it was it was what i went to undergrad for actually initially was for film you know i wanted to get into filmmaking and do do that but you know my path took me in different directions and so i had to find a way to loop back around and that's Mm -hmm. how i came down here to do it so i you know i kind of want to ask this because i I like to know about the experience of the people that you know go to the school in Mm -hmm. in in the town that i'm from do you think that was a good decision are you are you are you happy you came to OU to go to film school? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It was always on the radar because when I was looking for graduate programs, it was kind of like I, I really wasn't trying to get into film school to go like be Hollywood. I didn't want to go to like, you know, uh, California or New York or something like that. I wanted to, you know, and it, it was the best combination of learning the craft of filmmaking. And what I liked about OU was that they were focused on getting their graduate jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not to say that, you know, oh, well, I mean, you got every class of film students coming in. It's like, how many people out of all those are going to make it big in the industry? Right. Um, And we've got people doing great things alum across the board at at all levels of filmmaking and things like that. But it was really practical, you know, to say that this is how you can go and make films. And so I got into documentary filmmaking. I got into a particular style that can kind of help me be you know, a one person band if I needed to be, um, because film is a very collaborative process, you know, mm-hmm. and you get to, so to have crew for all of these things and, and things like that. And so I've got, you know, a lot of portable setups so that I can, you know, go out and shoot an interview by myself or to get B-roll by myself and put it together in a documentary. Awesome. That's great information. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, you know, first started finding out because when I first met you, it was it was D Jones hip hop already, and I kind of really didn't know about any any of the film stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I first kind of learned about that, it was because of a film you were making. I think it ended up getting some sort of PBS recognition or something. Um, yeah, yeah, six one three, six thirty one, six thirty one. Yeah, yeah, excuse yeah. me, six thirty one. So uh, again, that was uh, the film I made in Jack's class. It was just a project for the class, and so. Uh, to make something personal as a documentary. So it's like, well, you know, I've got this house that I grew up in. There's a lot of pictures. There's a lot of history. There's there's even some film footage from the house when, when my mom was a little baby and th- 
things like that. And given the fact that my grandparents on the house and my mom grew up there, we grew up there, you know, my brother's son spent his first, you know, uh, uh, beginning of life growing up there. So it was like four generations of family living in this house. Let me document kind of like a personal history Mm -hmm. of what was going on with that. And that, that film did a lot more than I had anticipated or expected it would do. It did help. Uh, it did, uh, it's on PBS on a website so that you're able to watch it online. Um, it's been able to uh, be in like plenty of film festivals and still get used in like screenings, uh, for, uh, learning about, um, what it's like to, uh, be in Youngstown at a time when the, the steel mills were closing down and the industry right. was moving out. And it was a very, uh, crucial turning point in Youngstown's history as well, alongside the film. And so, uh, people got really interested in it from a, a working class studies perspective. And so it was a part of a working stat, a working class studies conference, uh, where they looked at it from a sociology point of view, a history point of view. Mm-hmm. It's been a, it's been an exhibit in a museum. It's, it's been all kind of things. And I, and one of probably one of the biggest things too, was being able to have it play in France at the Cannes Film Festival, uh, they have what's called a short film corner where they where they highlight all these short films and so it was one of the short films that got selected for that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's really that's really cool. Yeah. Um you're you're talking about, you know, the kind of um socioeconomic uh uh growth and, and whatever growth and, and lack thereof that you were talking about in Youngstown. And and I agree, that's kinda how um the film comes across. I mean, you said that you started that you wanted to document it, the the house because it was it it had just got had so much history. Mm-hmm. And so while you watch it and it kind of is like not only about the history with the house, but almost like the house is part of the family also, like mm-hmm. a person. Right. But really it turns into more of a look at, at, at kind of the economic situation that happened in Youngstown. That's really kind of what that film almost becomes. Right, right, right. It's just... It's, it's no real. It's no longer really about the family history. It's more... Mm-hmm. On about, a larger scale, yeah. yeah. On a larger scale, it it, 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 show, it chronicles what kind of happens to a uh, a, a house and, and a family in the midst of the, the, the you know, uptimes and everything like that and how the decline that goes on within the house and everything like that parallels the decline of what's going on within the city with uh with the loss of jobs and, 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 and houses going in decline and people moving out and things like that. So it, right. it kind of parallels that too. And it's the kind of the, the wider reading of the film. It was, yeah, it was really eye-opening and really, really well well done. I, I liked uh, watching it when I first started. Did you did you use some music from Schwartz on there? Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. funny because it was actually uh, um, when I was getting ready to make the. I knew I had this project to do, and Schwartz was just playing me some music. You know, I'd go over there, and he, he's always playing music. You know, and we're getting inspired. We're, so we're looking at just music for like hip hop stuff and everything. So he plays me this song, and as soon as he played the song, I saw the film. It was like I so the song really inspired the film the way it came out and so you know I've always given big props to Schwartz on how how influential that music was to making the film what it was and how it showed up the way it, it did because the music that he plays plays throughout the whole film. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it does plays give twice it that, actually. Yeah, it gives it that tone definitely. Yeah, it, exactly. It's like that's that that's just as much a part of the film as the video as the commentary from family members. Um, it's really it really ties it all together really mm-hmm. nice. So. Yeah, it was, um, and then once I realized you were getting into that, that's kind of um, also around the time that I started hearing about some other documentaries you were working on because it seemed like that started becoming a big part of your life was the documentary. 
mm-hmm. um, uh, making the filmmaking. You yeah, were doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you know, it was the primary reason I was down here, and so I, I decided to go in the documentary track, and so I started working on this uh, project about uh, um, about prison issues, and so uh, it was interesting. My mom was doing this play. Uh, about Lucasville, Lucasville prison uprising in 1993 uh, down in uh, in Lucasville, Ohio. Uh, uh, I guess South Central Ohio, pretty much. Uh, and uh, they were doing this play about uh, telling the story of it from the inmate point of view, the inmate perspective, kind of advocating for their situation in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and watched the play, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do as a project, and it just kind of struck me at that play to to maybe work on a film version of trying to tell the story of what happened at, uh, from the, from the inmate perspective. Okay. And so, uh, so, so from that point I started to connect with the, you know, people who were involved in that, you know, uh, Stoughton Lind who had written the book about it and uh, some of the inmates that were involved in it. If you could, you know, break it down a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm not very well versed in it. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, I'm from Ohio and this is, this is a situation that's, you know, it the this the, the takes place all mm-hmm. all your, you know, talking about it and everything that happened. This is all about Ohio and and something that happened in a prison in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit you know ashamed. I don't know too much about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the listeners out there don't. Can you can you break down really what the quote unquote <clears throat> kind of situation at Lucasville was yeah, yeah. or is? Yeah, yeah. So so basically, uh, it was the uh, it was a uh, maximum security prison, and it still is uh, a prison down uh, the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility at Lucasville, uh, and uh, and basically at the time of uh, when this all took place, which is uh, just about now, kind of around Easter time of 1993, um, <clears throat> uh, the the institution was pretty much in turmoil as far as the uh the rules and regulations that were going on there and and and, and some of the uh, abuses uh that were documented physically uh, emotionally um uh, administratively and uh that uh inmates got together and and wanted to uh protest some policies uh that were going on uh, and particularly with the uh muslim population and uh use of uh uh, their their tuberculosis testing, which used alcohol against their religion, and wanted to, you know, advocate for alternative testing methods that were denied, and uh, so the the uh, it was Easter Sunday, nineteen ninety three, and they uh, staged what was intended to be a peaceful protest. That uh, once you know uh, the institution got involved inmates and things like that kind of turned into uh what was considered a full-scale riot uh which resulted in uh, hostages being taken with the uh of the uh prison uh guards uh some inmates ended up being killed the prison guard ended up being killed and uh and this ended up being one of the the one of the longest prison uprisings in in u.s history um and uh so it did get national attention and there was a peaceful surrender at the end of, uh, I believe, about 11 days. And uh, and so uh, you had the largest crime scene in the state of Ohio. You had a lot of uh, interest in making sure that people were held accountable, the death of a guard, and so on and so forth. And so, mm-hmm. long story short, uh, it ended up that uh, a, a lot of the inmates ended up uh, turning state's evidence and testifying, whereas there was a, a large group of inmates uh, who were uh, given very long prison sentences for their alleged involvement, uh, life prison sentences. And there were five ma- inmates in particular who were sentenced to death uh, 
for their alleged roles, convicted of uh, certain murders in there. But 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 uh, when you look at the situation from the whole, and you look at the situation from an institutional failure standpoint, you look at it from the standpoint of how any of these five men were 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 not actually involved, or there's no physical evidence or anything like that that suggests that they actually committed any murders. Um, that uh, that that these inmates were being used as scapegoats uh-huh. uh, to so that you know people on the uh, outside could say, look, we found who's responsible. They're being punished. Congratulations. When really it doesn't speak to, uh, first of all, uh, their ability to be able to scapegoat uh, 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 individuals, but also the ability to really look at what are so, where a lot of institutional systemic failures within the prison system and within inmates' rights and uh, within the, the, you know, really just what, what, what really amounts to the continuation of slavery in our society legally. Okay. Well, I, w- I want to get maybe a little bit deeper into that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna play devil's advocate a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we've got these prisoners in mm-hmm. prison, and it mm-hmm. sounds like they're trying to to form a union almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, do do they have the right to do that? They're prisoners. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that yes, you you recognize that when it, we have our our legal system, our penal system, you give up certain rights. Uh, through conviction, you know, the right to be able to, to go here and there freely and different things like that, but uh, also that there are fundamental human rights that we have. And one of the things that sets our prison system apart from a lot of other prison systems is the 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 illusion of a system that is built on rehabilitation and correction as opposed to built on, you know, uh, um, punishment and creating a situation in which people are uh, continuously locked in a cycle of, 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 of being involved in the institution. And so, uh, so while at the one hand people can uh look at inmates and say well you know the things that happen to them are they it's that that you know uh, uh justified or not based on their situation is is really a, a complex and larger question because uh uh, <clears throat> uh uh what are we doing as a society to uh consider uh how we're, what we're doing with people once we put them in institutions and then they do the time that they have and then we put them back into society after having been isolated mentally and physically abused are we not creating a situation in which we're making people worse when they come out of the prison system than when they went in but mm-hmm. on the on the larger level no there are certain rights that uh, inmates still maintain because of their uh, unalienable human rights um, and and so and so that's a larger question, especially when it comes to the issue of solitary confinement, where these five men and other men who uh, were sentenced have been in solitary confinement ever since. So this is going on 23 years that they've been locked down for close to 23 hours a day. Um, and 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 to say what well what is what is that and how does does that uh, violate uh, our constitutional rights to cruel and unusual punishment? You know, and mm-hmm. so 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 it does raise a, a lot of larger questions, and I think that part of my filmmaking style and wanting to want to get into certain subjects is to talk about the counter narrative and the things that we don't talk about a lot in society um, that that really have an impact on why our society is the way that it is today. But that's particularly the reason why, and in, in trying to make this film, it became clear at some point that that that. Uh, those questions were going to be coming in and kind of overshadowing the situation, right? right? So we're going to talk about this prison uprising to a bunch of people who don't care about prisoners in the first place. And what kind of impact is that going to have? And so from that came 
the uh, the creation of a part one to the film. So so the film is uh, uh, the Great Incarcerator, and uh, there's a part one called Dark Little Secret, and there's a part two called The Shadow of Lucasville. So while making The Shadow of Lucasville, which was initially my thesis project and the film that I wanted to make, all of this stuff started to creep into the film about prison in general. Mm-hmm. And getting people to understand what prison is like and how the prison system works in order to put it into a context, in order to put the, the, the uprising into a context. Right. <clears throat> and so part one became that film. And so, and that, because that, and because of that, part one became my thesis film and part one is a dark little secret. And that talks about prison industrial complex, mass incarceration, the 13th amendment, which still, still allows for slavery in prison and uh, how poverty issues wrap into that and all those kind of different things. So we talk about who are we sending to prison and why are we sending them to prison? Right. And uh, so that film, I actually, the 631 film helped me get a $20,000 grant to, to start making these films. And uh, so I started making that film on part part one, and it has people like uh, Michelle Alexander, who's a who's a who's a well known name now in uh, in, in 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 when it comes to uh, incarceration issues. Uh, Angela Davis, a um, few inmates from uh, from Lucasville, a lot of a lot of people contributed to that film to to to, to kind of highlight what prison is all about. And then part two, The Shadow of Lucasville, talks specifically then about the Lucasville situation. Right, because it sounds like, it almost sounds like you were, you were creating this documentary. And like you're saying, it's like suddenly, well, now we're just making a documentary that to viewers is just going to seem like, oh, this is just about a prison riot. Mm-hmm. But it, then you wanted to make that part one to kind of say like, well, why were they rioting? Right. Like, Right. What's going on right, here? Right, right. It's not just a prison riot. Right, 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 right. And so that that and that's how it tied nicely. And also, part one and what a part one serves a good purpose too, because even though that film was done about two thousand and ten, uh, it's still being used to this day in like classrooms, in presentations. I actually, did a film screening back out in Colorado uh, uh, earlier this year. Um, and, and it's being, like I said, being used in community events and things like that. There's still been plenty of screenings of that just to, just to give that, uh, uh, just to have that opportunity to talk about prison issues generally. Thanks for that information. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, obviously, you know, this stripping away and taking away of, of, uh, you know, the basic human rights of prisoners is something, uh, you think probably happens a lot more than just Lucasville, and and it's a much more widespread problem, especially from the fact that you keep saying, and I want to touch on this a little bit, that, you know, the the 13th Amendment, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, according to you and some things I've heard, you know, slavery, slavery was abolished, I thought. Right, and that's kind of the way it's commonly taught, and and when and in classrooms especially when I go in and screen the film, if I'm there to screen the film and have discussion afterwards, I ask that question at the beginning of the film: Why is the Thirteenth Amendment important in our history? You know, and 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 if if they know, because we we our, our society doesn't has the privilege of not really knowing, have to know about itself to exist. Um, uh, if they know, you know, they say, "Oh, that's the amendment that ended slavery." Well, duh, slavery. and today, I mean, we got Google to figure that out. Right, 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 know. and and it's like you know so it's like uh yeah it abolished slavery and that's what it is and they say well you know technically 
uh, or to a degree it did. Yeah, what's some wording? They I hear you yeah. say some wording. What's the wording of it that you, that you don't like? Right. Okay, so neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except for punishment for crime, of which the party has been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any uh, 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 area subject to its jurisdiction. So the 13th Amendment actually says, word for word, slavery is... We, we're not doing slavery anymore in America uh-huh. unless... Mm-hmm. You're you've been convicted yeah, of a crime except, in prison. Yeah, except except in the cases of when you've been convicted of a crime, and so uh, that's a very important language, and the language is always very important. They, I mean, you know, we've got laws that are, you know, a couple of sentences long in the Constitution, but we've got laws that are thousands of pages long, mm-hmm. and the wording is also very important. You know, that's what lawyers do. Wording, you know, the wording is is significant, and so that exception creates a very uh, uh, very interesting situation because historically, shortly after that, even though uh, uh, you know slaves were free, uh, you think about the uh, black codes and all of these different things that were laws put on the books in order to incarcerate people. Uh, and so you know it was against the law to, to be unemployed. It was against the law to do a lot of different things that were not against that would be ridiculous for being against the law now. But if they were against the law, it mean they could legally put you in, in prison. Uh, they could legally legally lease out your labor. Uh, so convict lease camps where they would say, okay, well, we're going to go and hire these inmates to do it, but we're not hiring. We're subcontracting. We're going to hire the prison to provide these. And it's the same way that uh, the, the White House got built and the Capitol got built when they built them with slaves is that we're going to pay these masters to use their slaves. Right. And yes, you may get paid as a slave, but you're not getting paid nearly the amount uh, that that you would be so in sense it's a slave wage mm-hmm. and so if you're getting paid nowadays pennies on the dollar to perform these functions for corporations inside of prisons where you're compelled to work uh, then you then the then the, the company gets the benefit of having you as an employee technically but they're only paying you a few cents like a sweatshop in some states not paying you anything at all they don't have to pay you health benefits they don't have to pay you a, a salary if they do it's like you know uh, 75 cents an hour a dollar an hour um, and so companies very here while denying other people jobs are of course going inside these institutions and saying, let's hire these. And then once you get out of that institution, because of your crimes, oftentimes more than not, you're ineligible to even work at the place that you work for inside of the institution for pennies on a dollar. So now you can't come and get the, uh, actual real job with the benefits, uh, because of your conviction rates. And so, uh, People today being allowed, uh, I mean, there was a big story just now, I think it was in, was it in Virginia, where the governor reinstored voting rights to felons, uh, because, you know, in a lot of states, when you get a felony, you lose your right to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, uh, so we create a situation where we say you do the crime, you do your time. So when people do the time, uh, we, we, our system works in a way that the time is just the first part of it. When you get out, then there's all these different collateral sanctions and things in place that provide that, that don't allow you to integrate back into society as someone who did their time, who paid their debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then are, uh, punitively, uh, uh, followed for the rest of your life in a lot of ways and barred from being able to have the opportunities to not have to go back to prison. Breaking it down. Yeah. <laughs> we got some people out there uh some listeners out there want to know uh you know is there any website or any place that they can go to watch or download these films yeah any yeah. Of your films? yeah yeah yeah. so uh right now facebook is probably the, the the biggest uh connection right now to them uh they are available on the web you can you can you can actually google search any of the films uh 
and 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 watch them that way. Or you can, if you're on Facebook, you can you can uh, do a search for six thirty one film. It's six thirty one film or movie. Uh, you can do a search for dark little secret or you can do a search for uh the great uh or or the shadow of lucasville i'm sorry i'm blanking on the actual facebook page names i think it's like facebook.com slash dark little secret movie or something like that um but if uh but those uh those facebook pages for the films have links to the films at the top of them so if you go on those pages the films are right there you can watch them online um they're not restricted in any way you don't have to if you want to share them with people if you want to play them at something uh they're not restricted in any way shape or form these films are made uh to get the information out and not necessarily to you know generate revenue in and so so they're so they're free and open to the public so let me confirm one more time we got 631 film uh yeah i think it's 631 film movie i mean i can look them up when we take a break or something and 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 just to verify that but uh 631 and and then uh, uh dark little secret and the shadow of lucasville and that's part one and two of the great incarcerator yeah 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 like i said yeah you know you do a google search and 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 click on the videos and i'm sure they'll sure they'll be there thanks a lot i'm i'm gonna have to add those to my collection again yeah yeah, those going on and show some people around because because of your involvement, you know, it seemed like all all your that's that's another reason that we um, really got attached to you at the hip hop shop. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring this back around now uh, uh, to the music, and because er- everything, you know, you weren't just like you didn't just have that flow and that was down, but it was what you were saying too. I think that that really uh, attracted the dysfunctional family to you mm-hmm. and made us want to collaborate yeah. uh, all, all the time. I mean, I think you've got at least one song on. Almost every one of our albums. Yeah, I think I on all the albums uh, at least at least once, if not more. You right, know? and, and so. we, we even came around full circle. I mean, we did like uh, obsolete on the first album, and then I think we came around at obsolete part two on yeah. the third album. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we like. We like because that because that's what we liked about hip hop. You know, of course, everyone likes to fuck around, and we like to do party music and and you know mm-hmm. say some wild shit but we also like hip-hop because that you could say whatever you want and you could make it have have meaning you know mm-hmm. like listen to it not just to dance to but listen to it to start a conversation oh yeah yeah and and, and from day one i think that's one of the things that got us with you definitely yeah it was always about like okay um and even with the music it's like what's 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 not being uh what's not being spoken about that much you know it was definitely an awesome experience coming up under the golden era where there was so much diversity in subject matter and content and styles of of hip hop and 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 where you know commercial commercially speaking and 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 so when commercially it started to drift more towards you know just more so focusing on the gangster music and the trap music and stuff like that it was it became even more important to use the platform of being able to say what I wanted to say and not being bound by uh, you know, restrictions on speech or even being bound by restrictions on a label or something like that. There's, to be able to... there's some weird things that happen with hip hop too, I yeah. think. Cause you know, you listen to, to, to some old school hip hop when it was becoming commercially successful, um, you know, back in the early nineties, uh, when it really started becoming commercially successful. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's some gangster hardcore shit too, you know, oh, they yeah. weren't talking good stuff, but somehow it became, it went from talking about that 
to like let everyone know that this is happening mm-hmm. to talking about gangster because it's cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was kind of like it was enjoyable in the sense of like you can enjoy movies. You know, I don't. I mean, I enjoy all types of movies, but I don't want to see one genre of movie all the time. all the time. You know. And so it was so so even though there was I mean because coming up I was huge like Death Row was like oh that was it you know and and <laughs> but it was like it was like when you say oh yeah you know I love to go watch a Schwarzenegger movie you know and all this kind of stuff but sometimes I want to watch a comedy sometimes I want to watch this and so it was so so yeah it seemed like there was a time when uh you know that that where that that gangster and that violence was like in a context of you know this is a slice of how life is and we understand especially coming up in areas that are economically deprived why it's like that and so you don't look at it like oh they're just oh they're just talking about you know drugs and mayhem and stuff like that it's like oh, no these are real people experiences you know um but it's like today the, the the rappers that get popular today seem like they all came from private school and like they were my neighbors and i'm like what are you talking about right and they're they're they're, they're good at pr- promoting an image you know, and right. it's like, okay, can you fit into this box? And if you can fit into this box, well, it doesn't matter where, how you got into that box, just as long as you can fit into this box. And if you can fit into this box, then, hey, we got you. Right. Um, you don't want to, you don't even have, they don't even have any, they don't want to come out of the box. Right, right, you know, right. They don't even have any need to. Right. And, it, and, and also there's a lot of times where it doesn't have that connection even to the, the lineage of you know, the development of hip hop music and culture and things like that to where it isn't like, you know, there's some people and yeah, I mean, Scarface is like my favorite rapper of all time. And, you know, Scar, because Scarface embodies it all, you know, (laughs) but, you know, I mean, but, you know, you think about Scarface, I mean, he's does some gangster shit, you know, but he's also, he's doing so much stuff. He does so much different stuff. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where, and, and, and even now, even though he, he like just released an album, there's some gangster stuff on there too, but he, he knows, understands, and was a part of, you know, the history of the music. Mm-hmm. I saw this one thing where this new guy, I don't even remember his name was about, they were trying to get him to do a freestyle on the radio and they were talking about, Oh, you know, we can put on a DJ premiere beat. And he was like, man, I don't listen to that stuff. I don't know nothing about that. The Godfather of DJ, almost you right. Know, and, like the Godfather of the ones and twos, right? You know what I'm saying? Who don't want to rap on a DJ Premier beat? You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> gangster otherwise. Scarface would rap on a DJ Premier beat. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, he would, he would like refuse to freestyle unless this, unless he put on something more thuggish. You know, that's what I've been liking uh, with Sway that he does sometimes the, the, the like five finger freestyle. Oh yeah, yeah, the five and they just play down. like five totally different beats. Oh yeah. Oh man, the Brother Ali episode where he oh he oh, kills he it, killed it, and 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 that's the thing that I love. I, for me, it's the challenge. For me, uh, that's what that's the thing I like about beats. And I I'm, see, I'm a beat hoarder. I like I like to just get beats, and I and I swear I even like to get stuff that's not not considered hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, the the challenge of being able to lyrically paint a picture over that musical composition is always kind of like the driving motivating force so i like beats to be as eclectic and as crazy as possible to try and see if there's something if there's a flow i could come up with if there's a way i can you know take something and make it sound good over these over over, you know violins and (laughs) you know uh, uh whatever 
whatever. Yeah. It goes from dubstep to Mozart stuff to yeah. samples from you know the Twilight Zone to mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, and that's why that's that, and that was the kind of thing. Like, what, so when I was listening to uh, you guys, when I was listening to Dysfunctional Family, I was just like, the it, the beats always got me, you know, because it was always this nice little collective mixture that was influenced by not just you know rap music, and it wasn't just like it wasn't just boom bap, but at the same time, it was very much the content wise was very much pro hip hop not just not just rap you know right you know of course this is hip-hop this is not rap right so i you know everywhere i go i'm saying that you know uh (laughs) raps on the radio and this is not that you know and so it's always kind of like like this whole thing about taking hip-hop and making it like it was soul music you know for me Uh like it came from the soul you know and so i was just like man that's i'm yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to collaborate with those guys. Well, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna listen to a couple of those songs, and I pulled some 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 different ones. We wanted to get a little bit of eclectic, so I pulled some some sleepers. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get a little mix of having fun, a little mix of the political, a little everything. Yeah. So we got one that you did uh, with Schwartz. Um, both of these are coming off our second album, the Dysfunctional Family Feud. Yeah. Um, first one you did with Schwartz is just called Fresh. And that's one that's got a mix. Those, oh, yeah. those politics that we like, you know, to talk about the issues, yeah. getting people to think, but also having fun and uh, just talking shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, we got America also. Uh, a is for the assholes. You know the rest. Uh, America <laughs> is one that we got on because it, it feels like to me, I just get so just. I want to explode because I get so pissed off at the situation politically that's going on with the country. Mm-hmm. So every few years, I, I have to write a song about it, and then I can calm down for a right. little bit. Right. And you know, it's starting to build up lately, and I think another song is about to be launched here because the pressure's just building up inside yeah. me lately. But this was one that you came and joined me on mm-hmm. when we were doing the. Um, we went all around Ohio filming the Ohio video. We right. went to all different states. And when we were staying with you in Youngstown, it was awesome because we also recorded the little uh, iPhone camera video. Right, you're for like, America. let's just make a video. Like, yeah, let's just make a video for it right there. So and it's a dope video. Yeah, no, I like that video. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to you for 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 putting it together with all those other images and stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. You can check out these tracks uh, on the Dysfunctional Families Bandcamp mm-hmm. at dysfunctionalfamily.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Dysfunctional Fam- Family on SoundCloud. You can find us on Facebook. These are the two tracks from our second album the dysfunctional family feud it's america and fresh featuring d jones we'll be right back on view from the hill www.viewfromthehill.com yeah And cast away to come to earth to put in work until it was put in the dirt. They willing to hate because they jealous. But I'll be old and gray by the time you motherfuckers get us. They put on behind your back and taking a vow, taking us out. Better make a decision now. Open your mouth and throw in the towel, throw in the towel. Yeah. Run shit on a daily basis. Give me that dough and kiss my ASICs and catch a steady facelift from my laces. I'm deadly when I get back to the basics. Don't ask, I'll just take it. Replace my kindness with hatred. Speeds off and spray shit. Let them lay stiff. You like two seven off, too. I'm Pocket aces and don't you know we bout to drop you So I be patient Cause I'm waiting, debating If I should send you to Satan And tell him I said hi We didn't just live in a get by My Aim is by my sedated state of mind Pop the 50 
cap to the baby nine Every day we grind Fresh like a newborn taking his first breath Finesse like Barry Sanders taking his first step No regrets Living for now Cause fretting is worthless Fuck the stress Everything else is given as a test You get the answers if you ask the right questions Life is a cancer spreading We living with infections We get injections that won't protect us My politicians neglect us Saying shit to impress us They might as well just elect us the shit that I'm made with, you can't contain it Try to restrain it, you find yourself in a strange arrangement Make no mistake, it's a sacred obligation for me to Microphone grab, approach, break you in half This cash is not enough for me Status stacked upon luxuries to up and be Come a remix of what he was And he wasn't shit to begin with Mind speaks, pen bleeds, page heats and I then spit Flame on the lame who tried to take aim at the Lethal weapon to your friend Dreb and can't accept the whack MC. She hate him more than police At least police know they police A whack MC think he's sweet And his boys is gonna agree Cause they thinking if we Can get him on BET We can live off him for free Then we gon' get on cribs Get whips with bigger rims Get chicks with bigger tits Then witch with some bigger tits Fresh like a newborn taking his first breath Finesse like Barry Sanders taking his first step No regrets Living for now Cause fretting is worthless Fuck the stress Everything else is given as a test You get the has come for America to hear the truth. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the streets. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do. And there's no the cause of my sickness. Pain inflicted on the state of and everyone in it From the streets of NY The buildings of Philly The ocean out in Cali Everybody can feel me There's a war going on outside No man is safe from The runs deeper than the kick Of a bass drum All is lost in this American holocaust Bloody is all we get When money is all we got Can I please have a moment of silence For everyone in their knees Without a means of reaching out of the violence The black kid wishing he didn't live in the hood The white kid sitting spin wishing he could The kid sitting at home Wondering where his mom is to the kid who doesn't know where Ron is You're the reason that I keep writing a lot And I'ma keep speaking my mind if you like it or not When A is for the assholes, M is for the money E is for the evil that keeps the world bloody R is for the rights I have lost C is for corruption, A at any cost I don't want you to oh protest, I don't want you to write I don't want you to write to your congressman Because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write Oh, I know it's just gotta say I'm a human being Fuck you too, that's why I'm a rebel Cause 
I refuse to sell my soul to the devil I won't go straight to war for any cause For many blinds drawn and sand and many cross Many gone to battle, man, and many lost But I refuse to back down at any cost We haters of the assholes, enemies of the money Ears for the evil that keeps the world bloody All is for the rights I have lost See us for corruption, ain't at any cost There is no democracy America's changed from American chains around African wrists to an African name on American president. Will the rednecks flip? Will the skinheads ride? Take it back to 55 with their American pride. When I'd have been to Biloxi, see how Katrina still got beef between a hard place and FEMA. We supposed to salute flags and act like freedom, something we do have and that might save us in the end. And this war on terror when all we gotta do is look in our American mirrors. We the assholes and see the money. All is for the rights I have lost See us for corruption, ain't at any cost America, I want America. you to get up now I want all of you to get America, up out of your chairs I want you to get up right now And go to the window America, and Open America. it And stick your head out and yell I'm a What's happening? We're back live. View from the hill. I got D Jones. Yeah. You want him? You got him. I was on uh, America's one of my favorites. Fresh, like Barry Sand taking his first steps. <laughs> yeah. Those some some good ones. Some good ones. Good collaborations there. So if you guys come to Costa tonight, I want you to sing along with us. You know, A is for the assholes. M is for the money. <laughs> e is for the evil that keeps the world. Bloody. Ours for the rights. I have lost. See. <laughs> <laughs> you better get it right, Hill. You oh. better get it right tonight. See, it's for corruption. A and any cause. America. Yes. Dude, I have fun doing that one. And I think, you, you know, in that video, too, we get the elusive shirtless D. Jones yeah, in that video. It was yeah. hot as a motherfucker it was. It that was summer. It was so hot, you know, so I was just like, eh, got to take it off. You know, man boobs and all. Oh, dude, it was, <laughs> the bear came out. Yeah, you know. I dude, just, that video, though, I watch it over and over again. Yeah, even, me like, too. me, I love that. Like, it's like, I made this, and I'm like, I love this. Yeah. I love yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's got some really cool imagery uphold. Um, all sorts of, you know, 9-11 shots and homeless shots and how shit really is in America. And people forget that. I think people vote a lot by how they're, the bubble they're in. Yeah. And they don't vote. They vote thinking that America is the same he, everywhere as it is here. Right. You know? Yeah. Every place in America is just like how it is where they live. Yeah. And that's how they vote. Yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a big lack of, I think, in our culture, of understanding that our experience is not the experience. Right. And so people tend to well view things from, you know, their experience and because they have or haven't experienced it, they don't have the capacity in, in themselves to recognize that everybody else's experience is not like that. Right. Yeah. And so it so so it makes it it makes it hard to to, to really talk about how things are affecting us collectively because they don't have any empathy for that. 
I always love it when people start off uh, sentences like, you know what we should do? <laughs> you know, because I'm probably always like, we should not do. <laughs> who's we? Well, who's we is what I want to know. Right. Like, you and the, like, couple million people that think like you or the, like, even more millions and millions that don't fucking think like right. you at all. Right, yeah. I bet they don't think that that's what we should do. Right. <laughs> we absolutely should not do that. But we should probably do the opposite should do. of that. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, I love that shit, man. Uh, doing that whole collaboration, every collaboration we've done, I mean, I love the super collaboration that I think you can also hear on that same album, maybe, the uh, Don't Approach Me. Yeah, oh, Don't Approach Me. And that was like right after I got back from Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, I landed, I was like, I gotta just, I just felt this need to like do this huge collaboration and we got yeah. everybody together yeah. on like who we ever collaborate with almost on <laughs> one song. Yeah. I think there's like four or five MCs, a few people help make the beat yep. for that. Yep. And I happened to get everyone in one day. It was, yeah. it was like a miracle. It was great. Yeah. It was, that was like a super collaboration. There, people so. came in for like, even like three hours. Right. Left. Right. Right. And that was it. <laughs> That was a good one, man. Yeah, we did that at the out at the at the at the Pigeon Coop Studios. The, the uh, Coop <laughs> the before Hackworth. it even became the Coop, right. actually. Yeah, the uh, the Hackworth Estate. Yeah, you know? <laughs> good music made out there, man. Yeah, yeah, good tunes. So, um, you came here, you did the film, you graduated. Mm-hmm. You do you did some teaching around here? Yeah, I mean, in grad, what, while I was in grad school, I did some teaching as well. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, one of my favorite classes was a hip-hop cinema class that I developed to look at particularly film around hip-hop culture. Uh, uh, I, I worked as a TA with Dr. Houston, Dr. Kill Houston. Uh, the, uh, Shout huge, out to Dr. Yeah, Houston. Dr. Houston. Actually, it's funny. I saw him uh, yesterday. It was yesterday, Thursday. I ran into him by chance, and uh, uh, but he's 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 definitely someone who is really respected in the world of hip hop scholarship, and uh, you know, advisor to the OU uh, Hip Hop Congress, and mm-hmm. a DJ and an awesome DJ in his own right. Um, you know, so he practices the culture as well. Uh, you know, and um, I he, took a hip hop history class, I think, from yeah. him, and is really yeah, great. yeah. He's he's definitely he's definitely a great mind in the world of, of hip hop culture, great mind in general. And definitely somebody I consider a friend and even a mentor, which is which is interesting always because Doctor Kill Houston is a little bit younger than me, you know. <laughs> but he's still, you know, but he's he, but I I still call I call I, I can't help it, you know. I can call him a kill and things like that, but uh-huh. I call him Doctor Houston. I call him <laughs> Sir. I'm like, man, that's he's he's a he's he's the man. So shout out to him for real. And then. Uh... You know, we we kind of you kind of went off and did your own thing. What have you been doing? Also, I heard you took some trips out. You took a little little stay out in Colorado. Yeah, I was out in Colorado for a couple of years. I just ended up uh, so I went after I left here. I, went, I ended up going back to Bowling Green. I was teaching in the theater and film department, uh, and I was trying to look for something different. I went out to Colorado for a couple of years. It was uh, uh, basically in charge of housing at this uh, university, small university called Naropa in uh, in Colorado. Um, uh, private Buddhist inspired contemplative education, very, very different experience and was very Sounds awesome like... experience too. But, uh, at the end of the day, it was kind of like, uh, you know, circumstances dictated trying to get back to making a little bit more money, trying to move up a little bit, you know, in my career. And so, and that, that, <clears throat> uh, 
through not really any particular planning, but just so happened to end up being right back where it came from, <laughs> which was Bowling Green. <laughs> right, so you've gone full circle. You're right. back teaching at Bowling Green now. Well, I'm not necessarily teach. I do I do teach uh, a little bit, but uh, but I'm I'm an assistant director in residence life for academic support and assessment, which is a long title, but basically <laughs> um, just means that I'm 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 responsible for overseeing a lot of the academic initiatives within the residence halls. So you're an RA. Um, <laughs> 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 Man, sometimes. I wish you know <laughs> it was it was that simple, but so 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 yeah so so uh, but also you know um, uh, have you know some some my hands still in the classroom a little bit and everything mm-hmm. like that. But um, I heard somewhere along the lines too you you got a you made a little family you got a got a son right? Oh yes yes the 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 awesome uh, legacy Noel Zanders Jones legacy was, man I yes, love that name who was all but of about three and a half years old now at this point and uh, you know it's funny too because the last show that I did before uh, before we did something uh, at Casa back in January it was uh-huh. at the Union right. Uh, uh, October 2012. I remember this specifically because, uh, see, we were doing the Natural Jones thing and Natural right. was pregnant with Legacy and we were getting ready to go to uh, Cincinnati so that he can be born. And uh, and so she was, you know, he was he was on stage, <laughs> technically. So he was on stage and, uh, and uh, at the Union. That was the last thing at the Union before, for me, before, you know, the Union fire and all that stuff. And so, so that's always a, a memorable kind of crossroads where, where, uh, where, where my uh, yet to be born son was a, was a part of the hip hop you know, in Athens scene for a brief part of time. You already getting him, you know, all his own little instruments, getting him. Getting it's him funny. He does it. have some instruments. He's, you know, he's got, he's, he's actually got these little trumpet and, and, and this little, uh, little flute that he has and, 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 uh, saxophone. And he's got a little drum set at his mom's house. And, and, uh, and, and so, and, and with all types of percussion things like that. And so little toy pianos and stuff. So it's, he, he, he's in, 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 at, at, you know, with his mom and, and also with me, you know, he's exposed to a lot of music. And who knows if that'll mean that he'll have musical interest, you know, not trying to push him towards anything specifically other than happiness, but um, but that he would have that exposure. He'll, he'll get the exposure. Definitely. It'll be around. What he chooses him. to do with it is his choice, but but he will <laughs> definitely, he's definitely is being and definitely is exposed to music. And he has, he, he understands the concept of songs and singing. He, you know, to hear this little kid at three years old singing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lauren Hill, <laughs> you know, doing Lauren Hill songs or, you know, Michael Jackson songs or, you know, Curious George songs or whatever, whatever he's been listening to. But he, he you know, he does a lot of good. Just good make stuff. me a promise. If he becomes a rapper, if he starts spitting <laughs> and you just make sure that if you ask him, do you want to spit to this DJ Premier beat? Right. That he says, oh, hell yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Drop that shit. Yeah, yeah. Drop that shit, dad. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, and and it's very it's you know it's been a blessing of course him doing as well as he's doing because you know he 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 had a, a very rough start in life and part of, you know he was we were going down to Cincinnati for him to be born because he was uh, he was diagnosed with a, a condition uh, called congenital diaphragmatic hernia uh, CDH which uh, you know impacts statistically about. Um, 
1600 babies a year half of them pass away and really what it oh, means wow. is that you 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 have a hole in your diaphragm and uh and in a lot of cases depending on how big or small that hole is uh, it really has a huge impact on what your outlook is going to be mm-hmm. um and uh so you know that hole in his diaphragm that developed uh that we found out uh around the 22 week mark uh, was causing for his organs in the lower part to go into his chest and the lungs have yet to grow at that time. And so they grow into an empty space. And, uh, when that hole is in the diaphragm in your liver, your stomach, other things go up into your chest, it restricts the space for your lungs to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that means they born with under underdeveloped lungs, uh, with limited functionality and, you know, basically, long story short, spent about the first 10 months of his life in the hospital. He had to be born down in Cincinnati so that they could put him on this machine ECMO that would work kind of like as his heart and his lungs for him. Wow. Uh, you know, um, and he had a lot of surgeries, uh, you know, to correct the hernia, to pull his organs back down, to correct a lot of different things that were uh, going on with him. And so, uh, you know, um, uh, him having that, that opportunity and that, that fight to be able to survive, uh you know, hopefully, you know, speaks a lot to, you know, the type of person that he is and that he will develop into being, um, because, uh, a lot of it has to do with the kids themselves, uh, kids with a lot worse, less, less complex situations, kids end up passing away. Um, and so, you know, he's been one of the ones to kind of pull through so far and awesome to hear, you know, continue to make it. Awesome to hear. I think you know what personally from from what I've seen of him, I, I think you're going to end up having a little Superman on your hands. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's it, it, that's and as, you know, the hope is that whatever he does, that he'll be you know a productive member of society, that he'll have a positive impact, that he'll be happy, um, and that his you know and that the 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 I guess you know the fight that's gone into uh, his survival uh, is 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 worth it. You know, in the end, and so that 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 he, but but that he gets to be, he gets and that he gets to be him. You know, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and so it isn't about what his mom has done or what she did, because uh, you know, natural shout out to her. She's, you know, a very, um, you know, she's she's a she's a great artist in her own right, creator. Absolutely. Uh, you know, she does, uh, you know, a, 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 a great mind and thinker and all those types of different things, and 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 definitely doing a really good job holding down a you know a bulk of the parenting responsibilities, uh, um, and 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 and. Um, you know, and so he has that side of his family and that side of his, uh, you know, who he is. And then he has my side of things, too, with, the, you know, all the things that I'm doing and involved in. So, yeah, people are always looking at, it, like, oh, this is going to be like the, the one, you know, <laughs> you, know you put his saying. mom together with his dad and, and, and you know, created the one, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And so. Um, but right now, you know, we focus on, you know, he has, you know, we, we, we're, you know, in two different households. And so we're focusing on, you know, being good parents from, you know, uh, from, from two locations. That's why it's good that we're all, you know, still, you know, at least close together in proximity and things mm-hmm. like that. And we're trying to make sure that he has, you know, uh, uh, as best opportunities and shots to be able to do things, especially when you use hindsight in your own life, as far as, you know, if I had known then the things that I know now, so I'm going to make sure he knows them things then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, right so you know just try to make sure that he 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 and 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 so far so good you know he's he's three years old he's still a kid he still does you know those kid things and stuff so he's still got to be raised well you know? it's it's the word opportunity you said and, and you know like i was saying with with you guys as parents with the two parents he's got it sounds like he's gonna get all the opportunities to do anything 
you know, he yeah. wants. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's we're going to, you know, find out what he, what, what his dreams and goals are and, you know, encourage him to, to, to you know, to, to go for his passions and his dreams and All right, see well, how it comes out. That is awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. I love to hear that. I'd love to to watch him kind of grow up on Facebook. It's the only way I get to watch him grow up. But plenty of pictures. Yeah. Uh, being posted by mom, dad, yeah. grandma. Yeah. All uh, that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Fighting for legacy. That's his his page. But, you know, I want you to know what my passions and dreams are, too. Mm-hmm. And I told you I might have you do this. My uh-huh. passion and dream is to get D. Jones <laughs> to spit something live on View from the Hill. I want to hear a live hip hop performance. We haven't had one of those, and I want to. I want to get you spitting something. Well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm able to rise to the occasion. I believe, you know. <laughs> you think you can bring it up? I think I can do that. All I'm right. I think I got a beat up for you here too. Beat by MC Schwartz. You heard him on oh. the first episode of you from the hill hanging out with me dysfunctional family d jones doc city live tonight at casa so we're gonna play a beat uh mc schwartz recently cooked up um anybody want to buy beats anybody want (laughs) to anybody want to buy some beats mc schwartz got beats for sale too if you want to buy any beats just contact him he was our first guest on the episode mc schwartz you can find him on soundcloud on facebook we're gonna play one of his do you think you up for the challenge? Yeah, I know sure. you love the dysfunk beats. So oh yeah, I love those things. We got one for you. This is the first time playing beats and doing a little uh, freestyle verse rapping on uh, on View <clears> from the Hill. <throat> so hopefully it sounds good out there. I don't know how it's gonna sound. It's all a new setup. D, I think it's gonna sound good for you at least. So I'm gonna get to hear something nice. So yeah, nice. I know that. Does he take Bobcat Cash for them beats? <laughs> I think MC Shorts take everything. He'll take that Bobcat Cash. Yes, EBT, can, everything. If as long as he can like trade it for like alcohol or something like that, I think he'll take anything. Yeah. Right, yeah. Food stamps. What do you got for trade? You got like gems or any, you know, like any crystals? <laughs> anything like that? Rare items. <laughs> take anything. So we're gonna play something right now, D. I'm gonna hit up the beat. Yeah. And then it's on you. functional my shit never works uh, so take me figurative, some take me literal, I take it how it comes, still my own individual, artistic, social critic, self-proclaimed, I admit it, self-contained inside a prison built by self, guess who sentenced me to life, but guess who also liberated and gave me asylum in the heat of the night, Tim fibs, breaking any bones you like, call me Conrad Murray, how I murdered a mic, you the first 48, turn cold case, erase, post haste, no forensic files left I'm the staple in the magazine between Justin Beats and Jean P. No diss, I just tell it how it be. Float like a butterfly, sting like a scorpion. They trying to pull me back in like a Corleone. See what you boys be on, standing in the crowd while I tear it down. Trying to figure why you ain't allowed. Your sound stink worse than the bag of loud. Worse than Biff when that manure came crashing down. Great Scott, the plot thickens when I'm in the kitchen with cannibalistic intentions. I shouldn't mention. You long-winded, I got short attention. I span the gold while you home bitching. You think you gon' come close, but you can go on wishing. I got a crew of intellectuals, a crew of thugs. I got a crew of in the 
homosexuals are cool scrubs. I got a good job, son, got a good mom. Been out the hood long, remain hood strong. Got people going through a drought like it's Cali State. End up on the wrong lane, watch them salivate. Can you relate to a YGT, DTH, MOB, SLB, SOB, probably MOT. I'm from the home of the penalty flag. I call foul for pretending you have. You better get your bars up or get food barred up. Lyrically can't touch. Pro tools are us. See it all coming, gathered intelligence. Got a lot of old joints still relevant. Cause the government's still selling shit. Call it the sandwiches and try to ruin you for the damages. It ain't hard to imagine the society weak. When that society refuses to think Got people yelling world star Calling it hip hop Bunch of rappers popping off Think they the new pop Kids on this uh. new block From 36 chambers Hell nah Rather film a fight From 36 angles Hell wrong And the circus that we call An election Is anybody selected Gonna end the suppression To show love Obama sold his hope CIA sold his coke Hit a rich marijuana stores Incarcerate the poor uh. Perhaps it's the president's face Police see When they shoot a brother Down in the streets On TV They ask me if I'm feeling the burn and I say, ever since Columbus touched down, if you're really concerned, D. Ah, uh, you want D. Jones? <laughs> you got D. Jones. <laughs> Live spitting. Yeah. You from the hill. I hope that sounded all right. I hope that sounded all right, too, to everybody out there listening. Because <laughs> that was that shit. That was that fire. <laughs> we got the first live hip-hop performance on View from the Hill from D. Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's good, yeah. It's good to be the first. Hey, man, it's great to be the first. <laughs> it's been great to have you on here tonight, man. Yeah. Yo, know, one thing real quick. I know we're going to get out of here soon. Um, you know, in terms of the hip-hop shop, I do think that, uh, you know, it's been a beautiful thing that it's been able to, again, continue so far and, and, and still be something that, you know, people are, uh, you know, influenced by, impacted by. And I think that, you know, one of the major things that the hip hop shop did for our community and the music scene was help develop people uh, to be able to go out and, 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 and perform you know uh musically speaking and everything like that so you know uh uh you know it, there was a misconception for a while that i was like the hip-hop shop like founder or things <laughs> like that because uh, i think after uh after we were at the shisha anymore uh, you know i was i was definitely uh part of the effort of trying to get it back and i would host it a lot of times and you know hope we host the mc battles and, mm-hmm. the, and the and the and the and the um uh beat battles and things like that and i was just repping the hip-hop shop really hard and to, to be able to be in a place too of where, you know, to be able to come in and, and actually like work on the hip hop shop and, you know, promote it and get stuff out. Uh, you know, um, I'm glad that it, it, I'm glad that it made, uh, it was able to help fill that time. You know what I mean? Cause now it's moved on and things like that. And, uh, I know that taking on the hip hop shop is a tremendous responsibility as far as getting it going and all that kind of stuff. And you know that because you've been doing that, you've been taking on that role, you know, mm-hmm. in, 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 in the current incarnation of hip hop shop and, uh, and, and how sometimes even when working with the hip hop shop, you realize how it's, um, you end up working for the hip hop community so much that it is for yourself and your own artistry and your right. own stuff and right. all that kind of, and it's not necessarily about you as much as it's about hip hop. Right. Um, and, uh, um, 
I remember the time came when I think it was my last year here where I was like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And uh-huh. I was like, I, I, I don't yeah, I don't have time, I, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm doing all this stuff. And uh, that was about the time Jean P and them came in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, shout out to Jean P, uh, you know, uh, awesome MC and doing his thing. And, and it was cool because, you know, I know he says the hip hop shop is where he got to be able to perform on stage, you know, and, 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 and hone his craft and things like that to where he's, you know, now he's making albums, he's selling them, he's doing the shows around around and everything like that and that's awesome and uh i remember the conversation i had with jean p when it was like talking about trying to get somebody to carry on the hip-hop shop and trying to pass it along and he was like oh so you 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 seeing if i'll take your place and i'm like no actually i'm seeing if you, you can get six people to take my place right <laughs> come, and come in here and do it and so you know shout out to jean p for holding down the hip-hop shop for the time that he was holding it down too uh-huh. and you know really building it up and i Absolutely. remember kept I re- it going yeah yeah because we did a little thing where it was like beginning that year we would co-host it and then i kind of let it with him and, and 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 that's when i started seeing like text messages and i guess there were tweets going out and stuff like so he got he built a team that was able to help get people you know out there to do yeah. a lot of the stuff that the hip-hop shop needed to maintain that exposure especially for this social media generation mm-hmm. and uh and then uh you know and then uh then for you to come and you know pick up the torch uh you know and and keep things going and, and you know i was in colorado and other places and seeing that hip-hop shops happening hip-hop shops happening wishing i could be there and so you know uh, i kept inviting you to the yeah yeah no purpose. and it was just like i was just so happy it was still going on so you know shout out to jean p for 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 his part in hip-hop shop history shout out to you for you know your part in keeping it going shout out to mc schwartz and and doc city for still you know holding down the hip-hop community real strong here and you know and and we had to we did a lot of things we played at every single venue in athens every venue we did we did everything i mean the venues that aren't here anymore blue gator you know i mean uh 19 south and all that We, (laughs) we did it everywhere so so you know it was a very big and influential part and i'm just glad that the you know the hip-hop tradition is still continuing and there's still people you know who 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 are anxious for the hip-hop shop to return anxious for the union to return hey i'm glad you were around when it first started uh so that you you know have been there since the beginning and really helped shape it and get it off the ground and Mm -hmm. uh you know really really created into something because i i do believe that the hip-hop shop in athens uh has kind of created a hip hop scene mm-hmm. uh, because of it, and there's a place now, um, and and will be at least, you know, a place the hip hop shop somewhere where no matter what, people can come and perform. They right. can come and, like you they said, come do people their is hone, hone their skills there. Uh, you know, get on stage, get up mm-hmm. in front of people. Yeah, and yeah, that's why I say, you know, it was in that <laughs> the little thing I just did. I said I'm the I'm a staple in the magazine between Justy Beats and Jean P. No diss, I just tell it how it be. <laughs> you know, because uh, Justy Beats was really big in Athens when I first got here. He was oh yeah, he was OU the student OU, big. the all you student big, and then uh, Jean P. That was when he was getting the hip hop shop stuff going and stuff like that. And I remember they did like a little magazine article talking about passing the torch. You know, it was like <laughs> Justy Beats was on one side, Jean P. was on the other side, and my ego was right in the middle, like. What about D Joe? Like, but it, but it wasn't like a diss thing. It was like, it was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, we getting that exposure because it felt like it was exposure for hip hop, absolutely. You know, and everything like that. And so, but, but you know, I'll bring the diss part of it though. Shout out to Jean P. Jean, I love you. You don't want to get compared to Justy Beats. No, I, I, I love you as a lyricist, Jean. Justy, whatever. You don't want to get compared to Justy Beats. I love you. 
Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was. Jesse was famous. No, it right? was, you know, it was. I wonder if he's still famous. I'd like to ask him that. No, Are you it still was, famous? It was very, it was, no, it was, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was a very good, it, it, I think I, it was good for hip hop, uh, for me to, to see that, you know, hip hop was getting that exposure and John P was getting that exposure and it was a beautiful thing. And, uh, but it was also like, well, you know, they, it, it almost felt like they skipped over a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. To, to create a thing. And that's no, that's no diss to anybody. That's just the, that's just how it is, you know? So. Yeah, I would have figured you get your love. You know, you were a student here. I think that's the reason I blame it always on Disfunk never getting any love is because we're just right. not students. So yeah, I mean, I had my the university doesn't give a shit about. No, it. I have I, you know, and I, and I did. I had my exposure. I had my articles. You know, like when the albums would drop and things like that. But you know, at the same time, I wasn't pushing for that hardcore. I wasn't that. They, that's what that I think that's where that comparison comes in because they were both very much focused on, you know getting doing the the business absolutely you know and i was just focused on making music and having fun so right. so you know so it's I, you know i don't think it was inappropriate or anything like it, it was just it, I, you know this is hip-hop we we find a way to make good lines you know so <laughs> so, so when i was sitting there trying to write you know i'm thinking man that's a good line you know <laughs> it's a good inside joke all right, D. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just thank you for coming here, man. It's been awesome. I'm glad I could have you uh, spit on the mic, spit oh, yeah. that fire. That's fine. Everybody out there listening, we're gonna be at Casa tonight, Doc City Live. That was D a surprise. Jones. Wasn't it? it was a surprise show. Yeah, <laughs> surprise show. I found out I'm on the show tonight. Dysfunctional family. Yep. D. Jones came down for the radio show, and he also got. Dragged into doing a show at Casa. It's okay. They knew Thought we could handle it. Is going to be doing a little dance party session too. I think to end out the night. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got Thought Beat. Doc I got City some Live. old Thought Beat beats too. He gave me some beats back in the day. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. You, you said you were a beat hoarder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got the beats. Everybody out there listening. Hope you had a good time. You can go ahead and listen. Like you said, D Jones Hip Hop. You can find that at djoneshiphop.bandcamp.com. Search for D Jones Hip Hop on YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud. Uh, we got Zach Catania up in Cleveland. Shout out to Zach Catania out there. He's been listening to the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Zach, we love you. No, you were uh, jamming on some guitar in the hip-hop shop back in the day, definitely. Yep. Listen to replays of View from the Hill at www.viewfromthehill.com. You can listen to the episode with D. Jones as soon as it's up online. You can also listen to the podcast in the podcast app on your iPhone, iPad, iPod, any iDevice you got. And come back in uh, two weeks. We're also going to have a special episode next Thursday. It's the Mother's Day episode. I know it's Thursday, but that's when my mom had the time. I'm going to have my mom in the studio for the Mother's Day episode. Yeah. May 14th, we got Jack Wright coming in. Yes. And uh, he's going to be a really awesome guest. I got I to gotta really pick his brain. Learn yeah. more about him before he comes in, too. So I'm not just like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> We're on View from the Hill. It's been live. D. Jones. Yes. I think they got you. They wanted you, and I think they got you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. This was fun. It was definitely fun. Yes. I'm going to have fun at Casa. I'll see you all up there later tonight. Live View from the Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. We're going to take it out with a few more D. Jones tracks. We got Ode to Hip Hop Chapter 1, a track he did on his Natural Jones project yeah, with Natural. Why, yeah, Natural Jones. 
We got how many flows? Yeah, that's something. That's something. That's something like new. It's it's still a demo version or whatever. But uh, I got with you know I got from with, with, with Selfish Presley. Nice. And, uh, and and did something. I'm I'm trying to see if I want to put together a project or not. So I was like, let me throw that in there just so it you know might see the light of day at least once. <laughs> you know? And then we're gonna end it out with indefinitely. Is that another kind of newish one? Well, okay, so that's kind of like what my last official project was. I think it was like the end of 2014 or 15 or something. I decided to put together like this compilation. Just because I've got probably about, you know, I don't know, at this point, 11 albums or so. And then, uh, uh, you know, stuff we did with Disfunk, you know, I was all over Disfunk and, and some other things. And so it's kind of like a compilation of the last, like, you know, uh, 15 years or so of music making. Uh, so it's got stuff from previous projects, but uh, indefinitely. And it's got like, you know how they do when they do greatest hits, they put like a, a couple new songs on right, there. Right, the so title. It, yeah, so indefinitely. And I got a couple other joints <laughs> on there that are like newer. All uh, right, so, know, the, so. The, the title track off that indefinitely album, kind of like the best of D. Jones. Yeah, that's on the band camp. We'll have that taken off. We had D. Jones live view from the hill. Yeah. Peace. Peace. no more walking out the door But a popo, rather poor folks. All I know is being on the lookout. Cause that red dot on my knot is not from my religion. It's from where I'm living. Dress rehearsal for prison. Look through the prism of the gutter. See the colors. They ain't lucky charms at all. Making overshore with your overtures. I don't steal from out your store. Furthermore, I'm sure your hatred's greater than your greed. Cause why you watching me, my white boy from the burg? Clean out your register. It's you that don't even register. I bet it's your desire to fire on me that make you think you know me. But you don't have a clue. So what you do is a reflection of your own self-loathing how you a sheep in wolf's clothing how you on top for the moment but you gon' fall for you know it i'm designed to be potent you next in line to be floating i'm energized by this opus you on a path that is hopeless no sympathy no empathy no synergy at this moment we enemies till it's over
Low brass for the snakes. More gas in the tank. Grow from my mistakes. How many flows? Yo, what you mean? You can't relate to me, but you down with this clown? Who takes simplicity and then proceeds to further dumb it down? I guess you ain't got rent due. I guess you ain't got issues. I guess you like these rappers telling you that you ain't shit due. I guess you like your two-year-old singing hypersexual tunes too. Before they know they ABCs. Put out an APB on HIPHOP. Some OG told me it was kidnapped by the CIA, infiltrated by the DEA, arrested by the FBI, and forced to lie to save its high. And suicide was imminent, that's how it died. I ain't surprised. Shit, I ain't that guy to take that bribe. You think cause in the song you mentioned Trayvon, that you ain't that blind? Designed to keep the master safe and fill his plate. Might as well fan him with leaves and feed him grapes for goodness sake. If that's all it takes to get your loyalty, no wonder it's your interest to destroy me and not invest in our progress. Intellect, low grass for the snakes, more gas in the tank, grow from my mistakes. How many flows will it take? Break it down to its purest form. Beats and rhymes to transcend the norm. Hate to burst your bubble like your bracket was for that final four. If life's a bitch and that mean a chick, I'm stroking on this inner thigh. I keep it wet, you keep it dry. I keep inventing, you keep recycling. I keep it live, you get it shit. Behind the times, I'm ahead of it. I'm relevant, you the opposite. I'm off the chain, you on the dick. I'm in the house, you out your mind. I'm dancing all over you, hammer time. Can't touch this, and you don't really want to try to, cousin. Why? Cause I'm on one and you too weak for this three piece to the four teeth. In the front row of your mouthpiece And I'm out Peace You out cold If I'm hating and fuck it I'm a hating ass dude With a chip on my shoulder And shit in my food And a stick in my ass And a mass of you fools And I had it from the soles of my shoes To the top of my cap For the sake all rap So fuck you And your whole crew From your hype man down To your mom dudes And the chick that you took To the prom too Catch us rolling Through your commonwealth Drinking from the upper shelf You must be smoking Something else To think we ate the chronic Song. You badass rappers, bass act with so damn long You barely scratch the tip of the surface Of the true purpose of this art form You are not warm at all, let alone spot on a hot Top charts but can't top thought Processes like it's a disease to be the reason somebody did something more than squeeze or poisonous peeps over hard ass beats. How these companies keep turning out these wannabes. Word to Machiavelli when we ride on our enemies. All it take a little weed and some Hennessy. These rappers fall in line like they designed to keep a slave of me. And I ain't hipless, I submit to this bullshit. I hop into this booth and verbally empty a full clip. So full of shit, your words ain't worth the spit. This spat, I'm gassed up and yet can't produce flame. Properly, I came on every project my name on It ain't gon' debate on how harder than you lay most Me and my team go from Black Swamp to Georgetown Dysfunctional, Doc City, or Common Ground Naturally, I slap you in the throat with hard quotes Skip a necklace and get a neck brace, your neck broke You all about dope and ain't met it till you met me on my flow So let me go indefinitely I found the Is the way I see the living room is to be a to that damn fool. That's what happened.
started moving around the music. What is higher planet? So leave mine come lay down and die so you can live in your kind of world. How do you believe in the movie? It's a perfectly legitimate business. Still working on it. The code's a little janky. Let me show you. Daryl Lee! Daryl!